Basic witches. Basic witches. I mean, we're witches. <laughs> Basically. Hey there, witches. Welcome back. Happy Witchy Wednesday, my favorite day of the week. Uh, this is Leah Knauer. And I'm Rachel LaForest. And today we recorded and celebrated Cinco de Maja. Ah. <laughs> uh, pro witch we have on for you guys today. She has many witchy modalities that you'll hear about and just a wealth of knowledge due to her photographic memory. This mm-hmm. woman is amazing. Maja Dau. Yeah, she's so fucking wise. She has a million things to say about so many things. She also is was wearing like a flowy, beautiful dress with her long blonde hair. She She's looks like goddess. she could be in our goddess guidance yes. oracle cards. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and she actually, I reached out to her cold. So it was really awesome to like have her and in the room and yeah. talk to her and meet her. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just a quick reminder, because we have so much for you guys to dive into on this episode, that if you want to connect with us, if you want your cards read, you can become a patron on our Patreon. You can find that link link on our Insta at Basic Witches Pod. Yes. Um, and also this episode is sponsored by My Lunarly. They're a subscription box. It's very witchy. Each month they send you different, uh, a box for the new moon that has different things. So we got one and mm-hmm. we got this angel plant, I think, a purple Zabrina mm-hmm. plant. Um, it's beautiful. We also got a citrine stone and a jade roller. Mm. This and lip glaze by Lauren's Garden, who actually is from Philadelphia. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Um, what else was in there? Uh, and also a book on crystals. Yes. That's nice and simple with pictures so you can actually start to understand that. So, I'm yeah. really excited to learn about crystals because yeah. I don't know a lot. And we'll be giving away one of the books. So next time we have a giveaway, you might get one of those My Lunarly products in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're just uh, really um, sort of synchronistic, I would say, these boxes. They happen to line up really well with what Leah and I are both now doing doing this money workshop and the citrine uh, crystal is for abundance. So that was awesome. And what was so wild is I got, I reopened that box on, I think day four for me, which Mm -hmm. literally one of the assignments for Gala's uh, radical rituals abundance course was put a citrine stone in your wallet. And I was really (laughs) bummed because I was like, Oh, I don't have one. And then we opened that box later that night and I put the citrine stone in my wallet and it was like, so meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well with that, let's, Dive right in. Enjoy. Maja Dao. First of all, your name is very witchy. As you as you come from, I'm witchy through and through. Yes, Ooh. I was born this way. <laughs> like Lady I Gaga. Came out, ta-da. Yes. Can you tell us about like your? background, like your family background with, with witchy stuff? Sure. Yeah. Maja Dau is my real name and <laughs> my middle name is Dakini, which is a Tibetan Buddhist deity. I was mm. mentioning to you guys, yeah. my mom, when she was a hippie in the sixties, went to India and she actually lived on the border of India and Tibet. At that mm. time, Tibet was closed to anyone entering, mm-hmm. but she would sneak across the border. I hope I'm not busting her. <laughs> she would sneak across the border into Tibet where she studied with a Rinpoche at a temple. She, wow. she learned art. They have like a special kind of Tonka art where they do like deity painting, wow. like super crazy oh detail. Gosh. I don't know if yeah. you guys are familiar with those. No. But so that's where my middle name came from. 
And I was conceived there in Tibet in the Himalayas and then born in Canada. So cool. And um, was your mother, she was a hippie, you said. Was she also a witch? She's very, like, she's a Scorpio. So very, (laughs) you guys are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my sister and I laugh because if we think of her or say her name, like, like she's probably texting me right now. Because she just, like, knows stuff. And I always have Scorpios around. My spiritual teacher is also a Scorpio. His intuition is so crazy. Like we'll, this one time we were in a room and he like looks at me and he goes, someone's coming. (gasps) And like 10 minutes later, really? When remember I was like, he's outside and then the doorbell rang. Yeah. 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 But like 10 minutes later, someone comes in, Mm -hmm. like he can feel people coming days Mm -hmm. away. Like his shit is so tight. Yeah. So like intuition, your guys's root is strong. So (sighs) yeah, I feel like she just had like that natural sense. Okay. What are you? I'm Sagittarius with actually uh, Mercury and Mars and Scorpio. So that gives me a little, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is the Sagittarius like known for? Sagittarius is religion, philosophy, and science. So majority of my planets are in Sag, my mm-hmm. North Node, Sun, Neptune, and Venus, all in a big little chunk there. Wow. So I really am a nerd for knowledge cool. and wisdom Ooh. and just I need to know things yeah. is mm-hmm. my big thing. Because yeah, I was reading your site today and you have a bachelor's degree in biochemistry. Is I that- do. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> got a smart witch. Yeah. Well, it's all nature study, yeah. Yeah. right? Totally. So my grandfather was a geologist too, so I was heavily influenced by him because mm-hmm. we were raised mostly by him. Because I'm in the bad dad club, and okay. so uh, I was heavily influenced. I intuited that because right? there was no mention of a dad. Wow. Yes, I was gonna yeah. ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Strong influence. My grandfather was like solid as a rock as a geologist, mm. but so I I grew up very much surrounded by nature on an island and his influence you know how geologists just have a different sense of time mm. yes and island time also mm-hmm. is different so I was very lucky in that my whole perception base was a little different yeah. than if you're raised in a city totally so I could just sit and kind of get still and enjoy in nature and feel Whoa. things so That's I feel awesome. like a lot of people are at a disposition yeah. because they don't feel stuff. Well, so now mm-hmm. you live in LA, right? Correct. So how is that for you? I go to nature a... all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I very much frequent um, a lot of the parks, Griffith Park. Mm-hmm. I enjoy going up really high on mountains and then just getting that overview. Mm-hmm. So I spend a lot of my time in LA. You can drive like an hour and a half and be in any natural totally environment. Yeah, The desert, amazing. the beach, the forest, the mountain. Mm-hmm. So easy. I go to Mount mm-hmm. Baldy. It's like mm-hmm. 50 minutes. Yeah. And you're it. there. Yeah. Yeah. And so was growing up, uh, you were with your mom and grandpa Mm -hmm. growing up. Were you already practicing any magical arts or witchcraft at a young age? Yeah. By the time I was a teenager, I was already into paganism. And as a young child, I was sick a lot. So I had a lot of asthma and pneumonia. So that kind of really placed me into being aware of health and health issues, you know, so that really... 
I think a lot of people that become interested in healing and mm-hmm. medicine sort of mm-hmm. have diseases or know people with diseases. Totally. Does that like ring any significance for you, both the being in, of the lungs, which yeah. is like breath and, mm-hmm. and grief mm-hmm. is like the emotion there, right? Yeah, right. So Grave point it's is your there, energy right? center too, yeah. right? So all the lung They're issues. They're both touching in between their breasts, like yeah. that, that breastbone. Over your heart. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. cute. <laughs> is it really called the grief center? I've never heard There's that. A, That's in China. Chinese medicine. Yeah. Cool. For like acupuncture, it's a grave point of a like, point. yeah, it, it, a lot of times for women, they do acupuncture there and you just start crying. Like yeah. We oh. hold a lot right To there. release it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To release it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what kind of significance did that have for you growing up? Like, I guess getting into yeah. paganism or... For I just, all I'm of, trying to understand like, yeah, yeah. how much awareness of this you had at such a young age. It was really through being connected to nature. Like mm. because I was so surrounded by it, I could feel that it was alive. Mm. So paganism, of course, is based on the idea that consciousness permeates mm-hmm. matter. Hmm. which as I developed into like the scientific studies I went into, a lot of it went in the alchemy direction. Mm. So what is alchemy exactly? That's a really, I'm so glad you asked because (laughs) I feel like it's become popularized. So a lot of people think they know what Mm -hmm. it is, but really not so much. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. (laughs) Tell us. (laughs) It's kind of a complicated thing to explain real quick. Uh, I gave lectures on it for years Mm. at the Philosophical Research Society, but Alchemy generally is, looks at natural processes of creation, destruction, and polarization. Okay, so wow. in a physical, natural material, you're going to have um, things that have bipolar qualities of hot, cold, male, female, mm. um, you know, sun, moon. You're yeah. going to have these very split oppositional forces. Alchemy is a process that seeks to neutralize or combine those two forces into one entity, mm. wow. which is best pictured in the yin-yang. Yeah. Right? So Taoism is really my favorite because that's like a, a paganistic nature philosophy that's very alchemical. Wow. A lot of people don't really know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. But Taoism, yeah. I think, are the closest to the truth of like physical reality. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for my connection to paganism, to get yeah. back to your initial point, it's really always been driven by this awareness that there was consciousness, not just in people, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, taking it even further than animals or things people might consider alive, mm-hmm. it goes deeper, like into rocks, into light, wow. right? So what, what do... Like, I guess, paganists believe as far as the creation of the world, then how far back does that go? It goes all the way back. So a lot of the more pagan beliefs don't see beginnings or endings Mm. because reality is more like a Moebius strip Mm. or an Arubaris. So I don't know what those words are. So (laughs) Arubaris is the thing where you see the snake eating its tail. Okay. You'll see that in a lot of alchemy texts. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of hipsters have the tattoo on Mm. themselves. Um, but they don't know what they mean. One of my favorite things about the Arubris is, you know, there was those two famous movie critics, Roger. Ebert. Uh, Ebert. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Ebert. 
So Ebert, who passed away when he died, he said something to his wife right before he died and he saw the Arubris. And he, it's really a great thing if you Google it, Mm -hmm. but he basically said he saw, he was like, oh my God, it's a sham. He was like, you go through it and you meet itself when it's done (gasps) and it keeps going. So the thing about uh, the creation story, I know this is probably going fast for people. Sorry, I go like a mile a minute. It's okay. But um, they can replay it. How does does paganism view creation? It's very much like physics. Nothing is created or destroyed. It's just it only changes form. So there's no there's no end. And in my like experiences, if you go through death or like have true love, that's the closest you come to seeing the real truth of that is that things, there's things that continue. Like, so a lot of my death work or very good mediums that I've known that were able to really pierce that veil, it goes because someone they truly, truly love died, but they learned that the love didn't die, that that kept going through that um, perceived ending lived on forever. Mm. Yeah. So when you perceive past the ending, you kind of see the sham. Yeah. The I'm, trick. Yeah. Of thinking that there is separation between things. Mm-hmm. It yeah. looks that way because right. you see the person die and then they come to an end. Right. But their thing continues into another form. Mm-hmm. That's what life. Is. Like the energy of them is always there because they live on through memories and like. Okay, but yeah. even deeper kinda, than yeah. that, it's there's an a seed essence that continues. So it's not even wow. like metaphorical or symbolic. Truth is that life is eternal and unending. You're you like the thing that you are. Yeah, will die and right. switch into something right. else. But there's a seed in there. That's like your you, 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 you. That will <laughs> that will not undergo a, a change. Yeah. In my experience. Obviously, yeah. there's a lot of people that will debate that. Totally. Right. Yeah. But that's yeah. like what you believe, yeah. What I've yeah. experienced to be true. Is that so. related at all to reincarnation? Reincarnation is a change of form, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's uh the Hindu reincarnation philosophy, which is kind of that you can go into animals and all kinds of things. But other religions also believe in it. Like a lot of people don't know Judaism has a very large version of reincarnation. Wow. But they call it transmigration mm. of a soul. That your soul is that seed essence and then it can continue and go and change forms into anything. Cool. Right? Yeah. yeah. A lot of the yogis even feel like you can do that without dying. So there's Whoa. a lot of a yogic practice called transference. Where you go into a practice where you're, it's like uh, being John Malkovich, where (laughs) you can take your consciousness and place it inside another vessel. Wait, how? Well, you guys, this is like not news. Have you seen Freaky Friday? Yeah. Or like there's so many movies where the people change places. Uh This has even been pop culturized. So this is like a thousands year old thing. But there's a great book that talks about it called Sinister Yogis by this PhD. Yeah, they were not cool. Like, they were kind of tricky. Yeah. yeah. So they would do weird things, like... Like go into other people's bodies wow. and use it like a puppet, oh my right? Oh my gosh. So, but because once you understand that that seed of yours 
isn't like it doesn't belong to mm. this husk that's containing it you mm-hmm. can make it go anywhere I mean, you want i feel cool. like i've tapped into bits of this sort of knowing and feeling these kind of thoughts when i use we could call it plant medicine or mm-hmm. like psychedelics yeah. <laughs> or marijuana um things that like sort of like get me closer to that veil like seeing behind it the truth yeah and i i for me, it's easy to grasp that we're not as separate as we think we are. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, maybe like a first step for some people. You have to right? experience like, it. Like if you yeah. were, if I'm explaining this to you guys, that's like if I'm telling you a story about the ocean versus if you go take a swim. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah, totally. it's all very abstract if you just listen to me talk about it versus yeah. like you said, if you've had an experience yeah, where your totally. consciousness exited your husk. That is, right? yeah. I mean, yeah, it was more like my, it was more of a uh, perception and like mm-hmm. perspective of on psychedelics mm-hmm. or things like that, seeing how everything was connected. Mm-hmm. Correct. Like we are just so forever not and ever individual. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's that never we are. endingly connected. Yeah. yeah, there's no separation. That's the only yeah. lie. And then it's like, but then why are humans so shitty? That's a choice. That's <laughs> a choice. Like yeah. think we're separate, and then they treat people like we're separate, and we're so not. fucked up. Yeah, that's what you call illusion, right? <sighs> I feel or like, delusion. yeah, I feel yeah. like there's two different periods of my life. One, like you were saying before psychedelics and one after where I was awakened to the truth, like looking at rocks or looking at literally just dirt on the ground and seeing it bounce up and then back down and seeing literally the earth breathe. It was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I am like a tree. Like I know I sound so basic. That's but like, paganism. I, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. we are all It's alive. You're yeah. on an organism. Yeah. You become aware that you're a fraction of a living moving organism yeah and this but thing people just houses us and takes care of us and I provides know. so much for us and like we still haven't treated it like it's our like mm. well we equal. treat living organisms like garbage right, right. much less the earth so yeah. there's no we've lost respect yeah for mm. our own lives as well like you see a lot of people they don't treat their own living Bodies. body mm-hmm. with respect so it oh, goes yeah. to so many levels they just eat everything everything is consumable mm-hmm. or yeah. material Materialized, right? So they can't come into the living being of themselves, much less the earth. Yeah. Like if you're going to want to try to reach that level of consciousness, first you have to be aware that you're taking a breath mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. be yeah. aware that you are pooping, yeah. be yeah. aware that your blood is moving through your body. Yeah. Like people can't feel those basic things. Mm-hmm. Like think yeah, about. How many breaths you take that mm-hmm. you've forgotten about since this morning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how it feels like when we're reminded to breathe that we realize we haven't been breathing, even though we you have just been, didn't, we didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Talk about awareness, attention. right? Yeah. So that's like your perception. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like going back to how you noticed that growing up, you really could feel things. You could sit and feel things and how feel people it. don't feel mm-hmm. now. Like it's so fast paced and I feel like we're only getting faster and faster and like number and number. Mm-hmm. Opioid crisis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh my yeah. gosh. I know that you gave a lecture um, in 2017 about like the state of things and will magic help sort of save the yes. world. Cool. So can you kind of touch on that for us? Like right now you're talking about the opioid crisis. Yes. So like, I guess in your day to day or even zoomed out, 
what do you see with with magic and like that sort of state of humanity? Sure. I've, for me personally, magic is very much about perception. Mm -hmm. Okay. So magic is always present and it is not dependent on humans. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Magic is a force like gravity. Okay. Mm. So the way I describe magic, which is my favorite is if you think about a rainbow and how it's only visible to us when the sun and water hit it, Mm -hmm. but that rainbow spectrum is always present. Mm. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's only revealed to us under a certain condition. Wow. So for most people, they don't believe in magic, which belief isn't even part of it. It's mm. an experience. Mm-hmm. They don't believe in magic because their perception can't see any rainbows. Wow. So they think it's not there. Mm-hmm. This is what is called ignorance. Mm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So magic is when your perception raises to a high enough level that you're able to perceive mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. but it doesn't come and go right like a yeah. lot of people think they have to get their magic or get their mojo or like mm-hmm. it's dependent on them or their actions this is also an incorrect version of how people think they're going to get spirit or get attracted mm-hmm. to spirit like that they have to be virtuous or they can't be an asshole or they have to do this or do that like there's rules mm-hmm. spirit does not care right. just like nature like, it's like nature. nature doesn't give a fuck if yeah. you're an asshole and you go in the water you get wet right if you're a saint and you go in the water you, you get, get wet. wet yeah <laughs> exactly because the water is there mm-hmm. and like storms don't care that your house is in the way Correct. Everyone gets, just everyone the gets treated the yeah. same. Yeah. Yes. So you have to oh, change that, your though. perception. Yeah. I hear a lot of people talk about magic incorrectly. Mm. I think that's like for for me, I've I've you know, I get asked like, how did you change? How did you become more positive or how did you whatever? And I, I kind of always take it back to gratitude because Mm -hmm. I think that helped me change my perspective. Mm -hmm. It's like circumstances didn't change. Yes. Basically attitude, mindset and perception changed of like opening my mind to like making that choice of being grateful and then therefore I'm seeing things in a different way. 100%. Antidepressants also help me with that. (laughs) (laughs) But for sure, gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, there's lots of ways to do it, right? Chemicals produce uh, the same effect as emotions. So emotions release chemicals Mm -hmm. inside of your body, Mm -hmm. right? So you can have responses activated by lots of different things, by external factors and internal factors, Mm -hmm. right? The difference between like an antidepressant doing it, you're still going to get the same thing, Mm -hmm. but the difference of a longer switch that is sustainable through time and space is when it occurs internally. Right. So you can do both and it's not, it doesn't matter which way it's accomplished. But if you're looking at um, switching your state of being, that needs to be done internally. So you can chemically have peak experiences. Mm -hmm. These are our emotions, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. You can feel joy and ecstasy and you're going to reach a peak. Mm-hmm. You can get grief and devastation and you're going to reach a valley, right? Yeah. So these are, this is why I like Taoism because it always talks mm, about staying in the yeah. center, even though there's going to be peaks and valleys. So you yeah. don't go to extremes on the polarity. Yeah, totally. And then yeah. it's like about sustainability. But when you 
go to those kind of outer boundaries, you kind of have to as a sounding board so you feel what the center is, yeah. right? But yeah, you can achieve it lots yeah. of ways. If you're going to hold it. Totally. If you're going to yeah. hold that torch. Got to do the work. It's hard yeah. to hold things, yeah. right? Yeah. Like yeah. try and keep your shit together yeah. through, like you said, no environmental change, no gratification. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. of a, a need or want or desire that is hard totally. to do. Yeah. What's so cool about doing at least my experience with witchcraft over the past two years or so has been like gratitude is kind of if we think about it between like a neutrality space. Gratitude is always the neutral where if I'm feeling really good and things are great, I always remember, okay, but like what's grounding me, what's keeping me grateful. And then when things are really shitty, like under the line, then it's like, okay, but what am I grateful that I do have? Thus Mm -hmm. bringing me back to that neutral Mm -hmm. state. So I never feel like too, too high and like manic or too low and depressive. So I'm always kind of like grounded in reality, which is what I feel like gratitude does. You'll naturally go to extremes. Like, it's Mm -hmm. hard to prevent, especially, like, when terrible or wonderful things happen, right? (laughs) That's that's the spectrum of experience. But if you hold yourself through the spectrum, right, now Mm -hmm. you're going to have lasting value. Yeah. So what else, like, besides the opioid epidemic, Mm -hmm. um, do you see with sort of like humanity on a whole right now? Where are well, we Well, right now, as always, to talk about the polarities, nature's main job and force is to equalize. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you are going to find in all natural systems that it's going to try to reach that center and go to equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is great because we know like life's never going to end because nature itself will prevent forces from getting crazy on one end or another. Mm. That's literally the laws of our reality. So for humans, we are getting polarized. So that's forcing us to come back into nature mm. because once you get polarized, Nature within you and without you is going to try to force it back to equilibrium. Mm. So I feel like through this polarization that we're experiencing on all levels, like within society, individuals, with each other, within relationships, within gender roles, Mm -hmm. within races, within nations, Mm -hmm. all the way up and all the way down, these extreme polarities, which really... um, I mean, it's been at crisis level for decades, Mm, if you're paying attention, Mm. but trying to force it into equilibrium now through consequences Mm. because of our environment, Mm -hmm. like, and just the nature of the oppression, it's reaching Mm. its cracking point. It should have, we should have adjusted so long ago. Yeah. Right? We're so stupid. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. But so the the perception of magic in nature is going to make people aware of where are they mm. polarized? Mm. Where are they out of balance? Where are they mm. too extreme? So if we look at people who are choosing polarity points on the spectrum, nature itself is going to step in and its forces are going to rebalance mm. it. If humans do their job, 
Which hopefully we will. For me, when I was instructed is humans are the middle, right? We're between heaven and earth. Whoa. Right? That's our job is to mitigate those two forces. That's like really what the symbolism of the Lord of the Rings was about. We're the middle earth. Oh, (laughs) cool. Our job is to take in heaven and take up earth and yoke them together. That's Mm. alchemy. That's yoga. Mm. That's the true truth of yoga and alchemy is that you, your job is to take those two things, mind and heart, Mm. you know, those two oppositional forces, you're the thing Mm -hmm. that hooks them Mm -hmm. like a hook, Mm -hmm. right? Like a little, um, bobby pin, (laughs) (laughs) keeping that shit together. That's the human's job. Okay. So if people are going way polar, Mm. they're off their job. They're supposed to bring those two things together like a bridge. So the more that humans can bridge between each other, making connections, Mm -hmm. drawing forces together instead of separating, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. If we go separational, we're under like deceivers for that. I call it deceiver, right? That perception that things need to be separated. I mean, I feel like I see that so much of that, like class separation, wealth. Everywhere. So how do you personally maintain hope or faith? It's not about hope. Hope is a polarity of fear. Ah, interesting. Hope and fear. Now you're polarized. Okay. So what do you Do you you know what's in the middle of hope and fear? Faith. Love. Faith is also an abstract ideal. Interesting. What's in the middle of hope? In the and middle fear? of hope and fear Love. is truth. Oh. Why are you gonna hope for something? Why are you gonna fear something? There's a real thing that's really true. Wow. You don't need that to be afraid sense. of that truth and you don't need to hope it's something else. You can confront the truth head on mm. without interference of your own response, which will be fear or hope. Ooh. Fear and hope ruin truth. <laughs> cool. Like if I have a problem uh, with a person, I can hope they'll change and I can uh-huh. hope they'll be a better thing. That interferes with me experiencing the reality and the truth of who they are. Wow. And it's based on my prejudice. Mm. Mm. Incorrect. Yeah. Right? Okay, so then how do you stay optimistic? <laughs> <laughs> So you think it's important to be optimistic. I don't know. This is a meme. This is a belief. mm, So there's my first book that I I wrote. That's your preference. That's a choice. But again, it deviates from reality and truth. Wow. Okay. Okay. The whole positive thinking movement is a frame of mind and a belief system. My first book, The Secret Source, looked into it because I did like kind of a little uh, breakdown of that movie, The Secret. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you saw it. Oh, yeah. We've seen it. So it's based on the new thought and positive thinking movement. And I go back and track its history going all the way back to hermeticism because the new thought and positive thinking movement are manipulators. How so? I'm very anti-manipulation of things because (laughs) I am a centrist. So Uh I focus on truth. Center and Holy Spirit for my personal stuff. Okay. So a lot of witches aren't down my jive because I'm anti-manifest. I'm anti-prosperity consciousness. I'm anti-abundance because I believe there's an entire spectrum of reality. For me personally, I came into the grace of God in my lowest moment of grief in the most terrible, awful place that there was. And there too was spirit and God. So you do not need positivity and optimism for miracles. Those are 
not necessary. Mm. In fact, because of the law of opposites, if you go into negativity and grief, you'll actually attract the most positive force to you, which isn't to recommend it, certainly, because if you're unable to have a capacity for it, the risk is death or suicide, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a very real problem. Mm -hmm. But would I say that optimism is necessary? (laughs) I do not, because you don't need any lens to view anything through. You can just see it as it is. Very interesting. I think maybe because I'm a Gemini. Oh, funny. Yeah. I love like, yes, I acknowledge the truth and I love the truth, but I love like also having a, well, but let, what's the silver lining? How do sure. I move forward? That's your preference. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. Totally yeah. is. Yeah. Everyone has a preference. Yeah. But so that also will prevent reality sometimes from penetrating. Mm. Mm. But it creates an attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It keeps me sane for sure. I think your choice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you choosing to be I'm, sane? I would rather be sane. <laughs> call me crazy, but I'd rather be sane. Call me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't call me crazy. I'm trying to be sane. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I think like for me, I also, um, I've always had a mind that wants to understand. And so it was, yeah, it's, it's I'm one of those people that's like, I can't just lie to myself and say a positive mantra if I don't believe it. Mm. So I like the technique of like walking it backwards until it's something I can actually believe if I'm going to. Yeah. I don't like like, forced positivity or false positivity. I like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I have to believe it You like looking at it and seeing the silver lining and stuff. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to your childhood. So when did, do you feel a difference between when you, cause you were introduced to this naturally. Was there a point where you actually like fully decided, Oh yes, I'm in for this. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. That that certainly was around 15 years old where Mm. I became actively about it. So how did that happen? Through the library. Wow. Um, so I <laughs> discovered interlibrary loan, which I found out that you could go on a computer and order any book in the entire library system in the country. So Ooh. I was like, even though my library didn't have a very good selection of paganism or occult materials, cause this was pre internet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying <laughs> no to say I'm old, then. but I'm old. Yeah. So I didn't have any access to the data or uh-huh. information. So going through interlibrary loan, I was like, Oh my God, I can read anything I want. <laughs> and I am an avid reader. My grandmother mm. was a literature nerd, so she mm. had a huge library. And when we were living with her, I read all of her books. Like, I've read tens of thousands of books because mm. I have an affinity for reading. Mm. Um, my daughter is like that, too. She can read a 300-page book in a day. Oh, my Whoa. gosh. She's already so cool. going like crazy. So certain people have an ability for reading, yeah. and that was a gift that I was given. So I I have like an acumen of my mind where I also had a photographic memory. Mm. So I'm able to retain and recite, which is why I can do like scholar stuff and all that. Kind yeah, of thing. that's yeah. awesome. So in most of my life, I was in libraries, either working in them or mm-hmm. just hanging out in them to get all the goods. Like you <laughs> yeah, said, like, yeah. I want to know, man, yeah. like, what's the answer? <laughs> yeah. So I would pour through materials. So when I b- decided to become pagan, I just went through all the literature. I read like the old texts mm-hmm. that I could get a hold of. You know what I mean? Like when I studied alchemy, I went and read Paracelsus's real books. Like I'm going to read that 
when I learned about Judaism, when I moved here, I stayed within Hasid and I just read all his books. Like I read the Torah, I read the Mumloas, I read the Zohar, you know what I mean? So I just am going (laughs) to, I'm going to find out. (laughs) That's awesome. That's what witch means. It means one who wants to know. Like that's why witches do divination originally Mm -hmm. is to get answers, right? Because we're like, what's the truth? Mm -hmm. My whole thing is like, what is true? That's so big in my life. It's big. I want to know what's true. As long as you don't lie to me. People will lie. That's human nature. But you can know truth. But I know when people are lying. It's Mm -hmm. like, why are you even trying with me? I'm a a lie detector. (laughs) It becomes not a threat then. Because I hear like... You can tell. Yes. Empath. Yes. When people talk to me, I hear what they're what like the meaning. meaning or what they're feeling behind what they say before the words. Well, look at I why just, do people lie? So let's get into this. This is important. Yeah. They can't Protection. accept the truth. Yep. Okay, this yeah. is what the whole revelation, which is occurring now, is about is the cover mm. up, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's the deception and illusion. Yes. But why do people lie? It's always to cover mm. because from their perspective, they're either protecting themselves or another. So mm-hmm. if we think about what protection is, that's a masculine energy that mm-hmm. seeks to try to cover wow. something over, mm-hmm. right? So when you can feel a lie, mm-hmm. most people have a visceral reaction to it and they're going to get angry mm-hmm. and you're going to be intolerant to it because you're going to take it personally and you mm. think they're trying to deceive me. Mm. But if you recognize deception, oh, yeah. I would recommend that you try to see where the root of that oh, deception yeah. is mm-hmm. because it's going to be coming from a wound. Oh yeah, wow. a of lot of shame. Yes, shame and embarrassment. A lot of times, it's like you're embarrassed to tell me what you're actually feeling. Mm-hmm. Correct. I see that right away. So yeah. don't view a lie as an attack on you. Mm, yeah. Unless it's a, good a point. purposeful manipulation. Yeah. Right. Right. Because then. We're going back to the manipulators I was talking about earlier. So (laughs) manipulation is another thing. But when it's um, to cover an embarrassment or a shame, they Mm -hmm. need to heal it. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you can try to raise a little light on it yeah. instead of counterattacking. Yeah, no, I usually feel like my my go-to is like in that situation is they need something to feel okay to tell safe. the truth. Yes, they want to feel safe. Exactly. It's usually so a I'm trust like, situation. You, mm-hmm, exactly. Yep. So someone has not had a foundation that they feel safe to trust. Mm-hmm. And that's not personal for you. That's yeah, them exactly. who's probably been abused mm-hmm. or had some kind mm-hmm. of shit happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to know what, uh, for listeners, what, I guess, which modalities or what do we even call it? What, which arts you practice? <laughs> like for people, you have your own tarot deck. <laughs> like what, what services, I guess, yeah. you practice? Sure. Yeah. Witch. I know there's, when you say which, there's so many different practices. Right. So when I talk, I hope people know, like, this is just my choice and my deal. But right. there's yeah, certainly yeah, yeah. not limited to what I think is correct. Yeah. Right. yeah. So everyone can do whatever they want. Yep. For me, right? <laughs> which, yeah. Which, yeah. which thing what I love it. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to. Right? Yeah. We're liberated, sovereign yeah. individuals, man. Yes. Your yes. deal. Yes. As long as you don't hurt anyone, go nuts. Exactly. So, 
my personal practices, since a lot of it really arose around nature and mm-hmm. spirit, mm-hmm. I go more towards trying to get people to feel that, to come into that. So mm-hmm. I do divination practices is probably the largest part of my services that I offer to people because most of them want to know things. They want to know truth and they can't access it. And so what exactly is a divination? So I do, it's anything that uses a system to get information on the best definition, okay. but I use tarot, astrology, and I Ching, which is a Chinese method mm. that's absolutely bonkers. And I recommend to people, yeah. um, it's insane. I just have, my new book is called a cult I Ching and it'll be out in December, cool. which I did my master's degree thesis on. Mm. Uh, I Ching has been around since 6,500 BC. Wow. And yeah. it's so crazy with its, uh, the way that it works through Synchronicity that I like it because it's able to really put in your face a miracle. Mm. If someone hasn't ever experienced magic or mm-hmm. truth, mm-hmm. I like to use it because it's like written in a book. So it's not just like out of my mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they can see, holy moly. Yeah. That's impossible. Because what about it is so crazy? It'll use even like the same words. I mean, it'll be so specific, is why it's crazy. So, okay. like, for example, um, this friend of mine asks about this guy that he's seeing or dating mm-hmm. and the the response in the book is 17 which is hunter and his dude's name is hunter no oh so gosh. it'll do like crazy <laughs> things like that or That's like crazy. one this guy asked who am i was his question to eching eching answers with hexagram 52 and the chinese word for it is ken and his name is ken no. oh my gosh so it's so specific another wow. example i gave in my book i had a client she has a book she bought at this spiritual store and she says what's inside this book is her question to I Ching. Yeah. I Ching answers with this hexagram that is the phoenix or burning bird. And she her eyeballs pop out of her head. And she opens the book and shows me there's a bookmark with a picture of a phoenix in the book. Whoa. Wow. So I Ching is like... It, like it has eyeballs and ear holes and it's listening to your conversation is Whoa, that experience. That's cool. So even if people have like not experienced magic, I like it because yeah. it's so bonkers. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. Right? That's so cool. So that's why I like I Ching, but I like, um, tarot is very good mm-hmm. at kind of overseeing the situation to mm-hmm. mirror it back. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. much any divination is kind of the bottom level of magic where it's just really going to mirror back Mm -hmm. reality to you Mm -hmm. is its job. Cool. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I like it because it's an easy way for everyone to see it Mm -hmm. and understand, understand it. Right. Quickly. Yeah. My personal practices are kind of intense. So a lot of people can't Mm. hang. Whoa. Uh, I study, my teacher is a Micmac native American and he studied Chinese medicine as well and does martial arts and his stuff is very much about will and discipline. So it's Mm. like sensei style. I Mm. did martial arts for a long time too. Mm. So my personal stuff is about inner strength and gaining um, power and control over myself in mm-hmm. order to have dominion over all of the parts of my psyche. So cool. we do like a lot of intensive work, like fasting or deprivation or aesthetics, you know, kind wow. of things like that, that 
um, you know, other people are like, can I be, can I study under you? And I'm like, I don't Do you know if you really want to. Because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people for witches, they think it's all like candles and boobs and skulls. <laughs> but if you do certain kinds of magic is about directing your will, right? Mm. So I don't know if you guys have ever done spell casting or stuff like that. Okay. All that is doing is focusing yeah. your attention. Yes. Yeah, that's what we, we yeah. believe that. So yeah. Yeah. once you get to focus attention, that's not good enough for me because I go mm. like, well... How far can I take this? Mm. So when you go into focus and concentration techniques, you're going to find yourself arriving at the yoga siddhas and the magic powers, which come when you focus and concentrate your attention through like years Wow! without losing that thread, without losing your focus. You're going to stare and you're going to stare for eight hours. I'm tired just thinking about that. You're not going to (laughs) move. You're not going to move your mind. You're not going to move your body. You're gonna, so it's like intense. Yeah. You know? So that kind of magic is about um, transforming yourself in a large way. Have you done that where you've sat for eight hours? Oh, yeah. I've done it for days. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. What was that like? Did you have like an out of body experience at one point? You go completely into your body. Wow. Because you compact so yourself focused. in the focus, you gain gravity. Right. So instead of going out, you go completely in, which Mm. most people, it's easy to go out. Uh Mm. You can disassociate like this. Were you thinking actively? I feel like you do not think at all. (laughs) You do not think. Wow. Mm. Part of it is to control your mind. Mm -hmm. Mind is not a part of it. So you have to break through it Mm -hmm. like a threshold. So it's a little similar to stuff that Navy SEALs would do actually wow. uh, and, or like some of the Wim Hof techniques. I don't know if you guys are familiar oh, with him. He's the guy that can sit in ice water and like run naked in the snow. Whoa. So yeah, you guys should look up Wim Hof. Okay. He's like amazing. But oh it's God. all of those are about techniques to control your own body. So it's a little like crazy yogic stuff, mm-hmm. but also the Taoist Kung Fu peeps do that stuff too. Mm. So I kind of got into that style through practicing martial arts and my interest in Chinese stuff. So cool. Yeah. What is your daily practice like? It's like those meditation techniques where okay. it does focus and concentration. So then a lot of the services that I offer mm-hmm. people yeah. other than divination are based off those, mm-hmm. which focus on health. Mm, okay. So I get a lot of people with like health stuff mm. And I studied Chinese medicine and then a lot of plants. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my knowledge is Mm plant-based for different herbs, plants. All the pharmaceuticals people take are going to be derived from a plant or animal Mm -hmm. or rock substance, Mm -hmm. right? Natural anyway. It's all, it's so funny because scientists like poo-poo plants and herbs, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, where do you think your drugs come from, dude? Yeah, it's not out of thin air. They're all isolated or synthesized from plant compounds. Mm -hmm. So if you study herbs, plants, nutrition. Wow. Just like even we have like like melatonin, for example, or something like mm-hmm. we already, uh, we actually create, we Correct. actually have all the elements of pharmaceuticals in our brain, in our hormones. Correct. Our brains can synthesize that stuff. In alchemy, like, they teach that you're yeah. the microcosm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Everything is only going to solicit a response from a chemical mm-hmm. release 
in your body mm-hmm. or replace it. Mm-hmm. And then you're codependent. Just like how mm. you can get to a place where you like in a, in a uh, traumatic pain experience, your body can release painkiller, like right. the same thing as a painkiller. Like it is all in us. It is natural. Yeah. So yeah, fascinating. Yeah. You said that you had um, health issues. Were they solved through plant medicine? Is that how you consistently? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I would never advocate that people don't use Western medicine or go to doctors because obviously it's like more concentrated. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when people are in crisis, especially, um, there's, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, I'm all for natural medicines, but antidepressants have for sure helped my life. You have to make the right choice for you. So, but I feel like if people were more aware of how to use nutrition and Mm -hmm. supplements, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't get to crisis points. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's again, like that kind of equalizing state. Ideally Mm -hmm. you want to use mostly nutrition and not get so polarized, but sometimes you're born with a bum meat suit. You're, exposed to toxins. (laughs) There's things that are out of your control, right? So you get thrown out of your ability to even equalize through whatever. An invading uh, influence like a virus or disease gets Mm -hmm. in you. Now you're screwed. So you have to figure it out. Yeah, totally. But most people aren't educated in health Mm. or about their bodies or about nature. So they're reliant totally on limited information. Mm-hmm. So I try to help them do research or educate them on the nature mm. of what the issue is. Yeah. Because yeah. the doctors usually are just going to tell that they don't have time to educate them. Yeah. I want to go back because I meant to ask um, with the experience with the you, how, you know, the snake eating itself. The Arubarus. The Arubarus, yes. Um, and you said you've seen it through experience. Yes. Like, could you just tell us Ooh, the story yeah. of one of these, for example? Sure. Well, I died. <gasps> what? Okay, okay, let's start there. <laughs> Casual. What? Yeah, let's start there. <laughs> so, <laughs> when there I had no beginning, but my, let's start obviously yeah. I came back, um, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so, what I experienced when I was in the death place before I was resuscitated was all of these circle rainbows and they were everything was dark and it was all circular rotating wheels or circle rainbows and then Mm. when I got up close they were actually rainbow serpents so Mm. I literally had this like Quetzalcoatl rainbow serpent, which is funny because Maya is actually another word for the rainbow serpent. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my gosh. gosh. Wow. That I found out later. But so the way I saw it was as this thing. And then in a later experience, um, when I had like a total pop out from this reality, I saw like the universal being, I guess is the best way you would describe it. And it was like a big kind of dinosaur it was like a dragon but it had like feathers but the feathers were kind of like hair they were like wispy Mm. like did you guys see the images of lanakia it's what they've um shown that the like universe looks like with all the galaxies connected Mm, that's exactly what it looked like but it was like this rainbow serpent that had like these feathery kind of like hairs and it went in a circle Mm. and then in my tarot deck one of my cards that i did was based on that for 
the wheel of fortune. And one of the things that I see in my visions is one of the levels of reality is the rings. It's funny because the Lord of the Rings. But (laughs) everyone's stuck in these karma circles. The way they showed me was like the Audi car. You know Mm -hmm. how it has those rings? Connected rings, yeah. That are connected. So... We're obviously on this circle that goes around in circles <laughs> yes, is our situation. Yes. And people get in these repeated habituation cycles, essentially. Wow. Everything right? is cycles. Everything like, goes yeah. full circle. And when you mm-hmm. come around and see the circle of the tail meeting <laughs> the head of the snake, you can see it in people, mm. too, as they go through like their habituations. They'll do it in relationships. Mm-hmm. So with my clients, if I have a client for years, I am like a, a hunter that tracks their circle. And I'm like, mm. oh, look where you are again. Huh. Wow. But they can't see it because they're in the circle. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like you kind of got to pop up out of your shit to see Where's my repeating pattern that's preventing my spiral instead of my circle? Uh So this card, the Wheel of Fortune, is inspired by seeing that circle that you're kind of trapped inside of. Mm. And that moment where you get that risk to make a change. Mm -hmm. Change the pattern. Take it to a spiral instead of a circle. So that arubarous nature is those karmic circles you get stuck in through yours and others behavior mm-hmm. through environment through situation through a lot of mm-hmm. it's not like your yeah. fault you know what i mean right, yeah but so then there's what's called dharma mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and dharma is where you get that lift or perspective to come up out of that ring and dharma is like your purpose right or your destiny higher destiny yeah yeah okay so karma is more like fate yeah where if you just sit and do nothing, you're going to mm-hmm. meet your karma and your fate. Mm-hmm. But if you try and you do work, mm-hmm. that's dharma. So is dharma kind of like more ideal than karma? No, because it's action-based. So ah. it's not idealist. It's real. It's, okay. <laughs> you can. It's a realization ah. of an ideal. Yeah. Because you make it so. Yeah. Mm. Where karma is more passive. Destiny is like... I'm doing this. Yeah. De- the one who's going to get the destiny is going to take that ring mm-hmm. on the merry ground, right? They're going to mm-hmm. reach for it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to sit there and have it plop in your lap. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. You got destiny, you got to go get. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Cool. It's- so you, is your daughter, is she a practicing witch? Is she starting to get into it? Or <laughs> They're both not quite teenagers. So <laughs> okay. I have two. They're 13 and 11. But they're both like in the gifted program in school, mm. very mind oriented mm-hmm. and need to know information. Yeah. So like, yeah. like it, that's how I quantify which it's yeah. someone that I need to know that. Yes. Yeah, right? yeah. So they certainly both have that disposition. That's awesome. Right? Cool. Yeah. You know, some people, they don't go chasing knowledge. Mm-hmm. Cause they're fine. Yeah. Right. And that's like, whatever. That's yeah. another way to it's be. But life. That's not how I am. Yeah. Same. I got to know. Stuff. I got to know everything. <laughs> so annoying. I'm yeah. like Lisa Simpson or Hermione Granger, you know, like yeah, I want to know. They're like favorite characters of someone. It's true. It's true. It's my disposition. Exactly. Yeah. I just want to say when on my first time doing acid, I, I saw circles everywhere oh, and funny. I drew mm-hmm. a spiral like a, it was just like everything is spiral and it was like concentric circles almost like a fingerprint but on everything yeah. the whole message mm-hmm. was like circles yeah whoa it was crazy and I didn't know what what that meant but it's like, a it's like the trap like, it's kind of a trap 
How so? Because like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with sacred geometry, but have you seen like the flower of life pattern? No, but uh, the numerologist we had on brought up sacred geometry and like Mm. Fibonacci series in nature and stuff. Yeah. So if you look at it, it makes these like circle. It's like a grid basically that kind of overlays everything. So it's mm-hmm. that's how I was seeing mm-hmm. this. It was on top of that, everything. It was like yeah. imprinted into everything. Wow. You got it. Like everything. That's around, real. Everywhere I looked. I Whoa. know. I like knew it was real. <laughs> no, that's and real. And I was like, I have to remember this. <laughs> it's wow. important. Yeah. That's actually a thing it, that mm-hmm. you need to go through. Mm. If you stay down within it, you're still going to like go in the Arubarus. Like, what do you mean mm-hmm. by that? That's harder to explain. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How do you go through? <laughs> through work. I love it. Okay. I love through okay. work. Yeah. But just so you know, yeah. there is a mesh that's uh-huh. kind of like a barrier. It literally looked like in Hunger Games when she shoots the arrow to mm. break the thing. Yeah. Because they realized it was like a screen. Or like the Truman them. Show it like, where it kind you're of under stops. a net. Yeah. That's what it looked like. That's right. Crazy. Because it was you on can the ground see it. and the sky and everywhere. You can see it. Mm-hmm. Indigenous people can see it every day with their bare eyeballs. You don't need wow, cool. drugs or chemicals to see it mm-hmm. if you raise your perception and awareness. Mm-hmm. Do you right? see it? Yes. Like actively? If oh. I get to a certain elevation, like it's mm-hmm. so funny, I'll take Sweet. a chairlift on a mountain and I can see the place where it switches oh, and it turns wow. on automatically. So, so for cool. me, something about elevation makes mm. it much easier to perceive too. But then there's tricks and techniques. My teacher taught me that you can you see it with your bare eyeballs. Cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So I mean, that's like n- the yeah. rainbow to me. Like Correct. same. It's that's like it's right. always there, but right now my perception. I you can, got it. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> no, for real though. So as you're, I, I don't know, it's gnarly because once you get aware mm-hmm. of these things yep. and other people are not aware of them, mm-hmm. it kind of schisms you from being able to have talky talks with yes. people. Yes, talky talks. <laughs> you know? Totally. then you sound so crazy. You don't get it. You're yeah. like, no, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you don't I'm know. So you're crazy. You. I know I'm yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I've seen some things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, man. So it's hard. It's hard. It's not for everyone. It's a little isolating. Yeah, Yeah. I get that. But so we're glad you got brought back to life, too. Yeah. You you were resuscitated? Yes. Was it CPR or, like, shock? It was with... It came... So I went into, like, convulsions and Mm. then kind of went into that place. And then when I came to, they didn't use, like, a defibrillator or anything, Mm. but there was people over me, and then I came back in... Mm. To awareness, but I had like completely. How exited. long were you out? It felt like so long to me. Like I felt like I went into like Narnia, yeah. <laughs> you know. But then uh, upon reentry, it had only been like five minutes <sighs> or less. That makes sense. Yeah, wow. you know. But it was totally trippy. But I know, like my teacher had died too. Like he had an accident when he was younger. Whoa. So I think a component of seeing a lot of those is for peeps and actually another shaman that I know he had like died as well. So sometimes I think that might be part of it when you have Mm -hmm. an experience that includes that. Uh Now you're like, good luck being regular. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, yeah. you can't come back. Did you come out of that feeling different and immediately telling the people? Totally immediately different. Did you tell everyone like, Oh my God, you can't believe what just happened. Yeah. So it was really, uh, like a, a a marker in my life. So then after that, you're like, 
Because then after that, I would hear and see everything different. So like my whole perception oh, yeah. ability changed as a result. Yeah. That's so cool. Fascinating. Yeah. Was but there a message that the that the being had? Always it's about life, like mm-hmm. life itself. For me, when I go into a lot of the, you know, most crazy states that I've experienced, even of ecstasy or anything, it always is like a breath. It's it's an expansion and contraction that is this kind of like a wave or undulation. Mm-hmm. So in its purest form, whenever I've experienced it as being just like an energy, it's this like... Mm. Darth Vader. <laughs> so like, like just that always yeah. um, thing that is a rhythm. It's yeah. like rhythmic, but it's mm. a pulse, mm, right? A it's pulse. kind of like a pulse mm-hmm. that yeah. is what life is. Yeah, that makes sense. So it always goes to like, that's the thing is mm-hmm. like your, it's life itself, you know, wow. is that always the thing that it gets distilled to when I mm-hmm. go into that heart of it? Yeah. It just sounds like a heartbeat I or mean, like even a breath. if you think about that, like scientifically molecules vibrate. So, mm-hmm. e- so even if you're talking about rocks or something, it's like they Energy. are moving. They're yeah. moving. It's Little, that undulation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a pure undulation mm. if you're to get into the yeah. unmessed with anything. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. basic. Oof. Is that goo 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 you could almost dance. It is. It's a dance. It's so funny because all that stuff is true. Yeah. You know? So what? how do you deal with just like fucking the shit <laughs> of life. shitty people and life? That's Knowing perspective, all this stuff, right? For know? a while I was very aloof. Like it kind of mm. made me aloof. Mm. But that was also incorrect. And my guides were like... You gotta like go be with people. Mm. Like you can't. You just get sterile See, and like yeah. kind of another kind of dead mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you're aloof and isolated. Mm-hmm. So you're meant to bring that into. Mm. But it's very difficult. I get yeah. pissed. And yeah. <laughs> I'm like arrogant. I get really. You get arrogant. About, like mm-hmm. how it feel how, when things feel unfair or unjust. I have such like that's nature. On that. I know, but I and I know that it's trying so to I, make a balance, right? Mm-hmm. But that's also hubris because it's not your job. So you got to do it where it's your job. Mm-hmm. We get self-righteous when we think something's unjust to us. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to try to crucify whoever mm. our scapegoat is that mm. we see as the criminal. Yeah. But this is not, this is looking with one eye. Mm-hmm. You have to yeah. see it through their eye too. Yeah. Now you're a true judge, mm. right? And you're just. Wow. Yeah. You have to do it for righteousness and justice, not for you. Yeah. So if you think someone's poopy to you... <laughs> Probably you were kind of poopy to them too Mm. that you can't see because you can only see through you. Mm. So you got to really pop through and see a multi perspective. Well, which is why they kind of say there's three sides every story his, hers, and the truth. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So it's hard if you're really going to see that. Like I was talking about the truth, Mm -hmm. there's hope and fear and there's what's real. Yeah. 
So that the justice and need for righteousness is an innate quality in humans. And that's what's going to try and do it. But sometimes it gets perverted by our prejudice and what we can see. Obviously, there's things that are straightforward, messed up. So if we're going to fight for justice and be truly righteous, like I think a lot of people obviously choose causes that they've directly experienced Mm -hmm. or that they are victimized Mm -hmm. by. But you're going to blind yourself if you choose those a little bit. Hmm. It's better to choose to support victims that are for the sake of righteousness that isn't in your own self-interest. Mm, yeah. And in that way, you're going to remove your bias yeah. or your bias is going to corrupt you too. It's so difficult to stay free from mm-hmm. corruption, right? Which doesn't mean you shouldn't fight for justice and fight right. for righteousness, but you better make sure your shoes are on straight. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's understandable. Before you yeah. go off trying to find your crucifixion victim. Right, yeah. Well, right? which is why they say that the only judge that can really decide is God or like the universe. Because at the still, end of the day. Like, if people are going around murdering people doing messed up stuff, like you can't oh, no, do that yeah, they too, can't do right? That, so yeah. ha- it's so hard. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is a, a dilly of a pickle we're in. <laughs> sure. Right. So we have to not persecute the individual because it's a hydra. Right. All Mm. these individuals are only personifying Mm. an incorrect behavior. Hydra's like where you cut one off and then just another one. Still another one. People are taking Mm -hmm. it. They can't come out of ego mm -hmm. level. Right. Mm -hmm. On ego level, they're going to identify a person as responsible for this. It's not one person. This is not the truth. It is a cycle. You got to go way bigger than blaming an individual and deal with it on the multi-generational level that it is in order to eradicate it at its root. Yeah. So I wish that people would go much larger than their own self-interest in resolving these problems and look at it on an archetypal level Mm. so that we can, you know, really get it at its source instead of just trying to make a single individual responsible. Obviously, the individual is responsible for their behavior. Mm -hmm. But But right. Let's look at the whole. It's a domino effect. Correct. One. We got to go way deep. We got to go into the core of the heart of the beast. So Mm -hmm. when you're thinking about justice and righteousness, try to go as big as you can and include as much as you can. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to get closer to To the root. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I. Witches, I vibe that it's time for some <laughs> sort of reading. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> would you mind giving us a reading with your beautiful I would cards? Not mind at all. Amazing. What should the question be? Mm, I don't know. Oh. How how do you usually run this? <laughs> yeah. We can ask a question that is pertinent, like on a big level. Uh, we can ask like how to get justice, for example, for mm. humanity, or like even your question to me, like how do we deal? Mm. How that's do we what deal? Ca- that's what popped up for me. I like that. Yeah. How do we deal with shitty life or sh- mm-hmm. shitty situations, shitty people? That's yeah. great. Um, yeah. So the way that I do my cards is alchemically. Cool. So there is a protagonist, an antagonist, wow. and a rectifier. Whoa. Okay. So two polarities and one that will solve it. Okay. Cool. So here's cool. what we'll do. You <gasps> pick for the antagonist. Okay. Fun. You pick for the protagonist, and I'll pick the middle. Cool. Power of three. I yes. love it. <laughs> okay. I, I already I got this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. I love that we're doing it together. Yeah, me too. I love it. I love so, what's it. the positive force? So, the positive force is the chariot. The chariot. That's a good one. Okay. The chariot is Metatron. That's wow, the, that the thing that's going to move us. That's the will. In okay. my deck, I, I wrote that it is determination. <gasps> Wow, that's fitting. What I just explained, with the how will, you have to deal yeah. with it is determination through. of will 
years. You got to go through it. Don't let it stop you and be a block, Mm -hmm. basically. Right? Mm -hmm. Chariot is also the vision of Ezekiel. So you see these wheels at the bottom that I drew? Mm -hmm. Those are the rings I was talking Mm -hmm. about. Right? Wow. Yeah. You have to go above the ring. Cool. The chariot goes over. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it has to be an overview. You're not going to solve it if you're in it. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yep. 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 What's yep. the antagonistic force? The antagonistic force is the world. What is Holy that? moly. Yeah. Wow. So Whoa. probably you, probably us. <laughs> wow. Do you see the picture how oh my gosh, I depicted it holding the world on its shoulders? So yeah. it's like Atlas. Yeah. Mm. So the, the archetype of Atlas is when you bear the, the weight of mm-hmm. contempt. It's a little bit like Christ carrying the cross. Mm-hmm. So it's about helping shoulder the burden in my tarot, the world card. Wow. So it's when you're willing to take the responsibility of the heavy lifting. Okay. Right? You're willing to take on the job of lifting the so world. So this is interesting because the polarity, uh, I got the antagonist, which is the un- sort of this under depiction. Correct. And the chariot of oh, the wow. as over. So very opposite. Very That's polar. so funny. Cool. The key word I choose for the world is liberation. Okay. Because this is suffering. The way that I saw it in the vision was like this gospel song that says, I'm going to lay down my heavy load down by the waterside. So it's, we're all carrying this Mm. burden of contempt. Mm. This card is people who carry a burden of contempt or hatred for each other. Mm. That's the antagonist. Yeah. 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 That is. We have to lay it down or get above it. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So the equalizer force... Oh, it's Justin! Oh, oh my God! My God. Oh, it's so good! That's crazy! <laughs> that is wild! Which literally shows a line in between, like wow. an over and under of two faces. Wow. wow. Well, we definitely have to take pictures of all this. That's obviously. so perfect. <gasps> So justice in my card shows the suicide king and they're, Mm -hmm. they're piercing each other. So the idea Mm -hmm. is like when you do justice onto another that is punishment, you're hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So we have to think about not punishment, but restoring the corruption that has occurred. Right. That's responsibility, not mm-hmm. punishment. Mm-hmm. There are two mm-hmm. different things. It's like fix the problem instead of that's right. the, the person. person like we were just that's right. talking about. Wow. Wow, you guys. Isn't it? That's wow. the word I use for it is recalibration. <sighs> I'm so glad this was to the recorded. Middle. This is like I wild. <laughs> I love I it. <laughs> Yay, I magic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. We did it. Yes. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. Funny. So, so cool. when we see contempt or someone bearing a burden of contempt, which usually causes the majority of negative actions, right? Mm-hmm. They've got a cross to bear. Mm-hmm. They're suffering, mm-hmm. which is why they're lying. They're, mm-hmm. They've got some unmet need, yeah, whatever. Some hurt, some, some deep hurt. hurt. Yeah. They're carrying that. Yep. They have to drop it through getting above it mm-hmm. or moving through it. Mm-hmm. Right. And the thing that is going to get them in the middle is going to be trying to get equalized mm-hmm. coming into that. Justice is represented by the scales, mm-hmm. which wow. is all that stuff we were talking about. Yeah. Wow. wow. Can't believe how spot on this was. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we got to do. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> Pretty well, clear. I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's clear. Yeah, yeah it was. Too. Would yeah. you like a reading from us? 
I think. I would love one. Thank you. Okay, great. Awesome. But let's leave these out. Oh, yes. Yeah, we we'll can leave those out. Pictures of that. So have you used oh. Doreen Virtues? I love her. She's the cutest. Do you know her personally? I do not, but I okay. love all her angel stuff. That's yes. my favorite. Cool. I love these cards. Okay. Do you have a question? I do have a question. Awesome. How do we bring heaven to earth? <gasps> mm. I love that. Okay, so I'm just going to... Can we do a deep inhale and just think about that question? Hold it. Floating in the clouds. Mm, heavenly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heaven's also on earth. Yeah, how do we bring it down to earth? Oh, <gasps> the arts. Oh, there's wow. a swan. Hi. The swan goddess. Wow. Sarasvati, the art. She's flying on a swan through heaven. Yeah. And Wait, detention. really? Yeah, Sarasvati. Cool. That's her deal. She says, express yourself through creative activities. It's funny because I asked I Ching this one time what heaven wants, and it was music. So and that she's, she's a musician. Yeah, wow. She the they say that like thing. music is the food that that people can give to heaven, which is mm-hmm. why like in religions they sing mm-hmm. or yes, chant. Yes, yeah. And gospel. singing. And yes. even with all the like tech advances and artificial intelligence, they say art is the thing that's the most the connector. Like, connector and like Oh, that's so true. Like, that's yeah. such a good so answer. Cool. Heaven on earth is the arts. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Wow. Um, could you just describe the picture? So the picture shows a woman and she's playing a lute and there's a swan at her feet and she has one of her feet on a lotus on a lily pad um, and she's seated on flowers. In other pictures I've seen of her, she's actually riding the swan, playing the lute. That's awesome. Okay, message from Sarasvati. You're a limitless being. If it seems that you have time, money, or other restrictions, it's simply because your mind is focused upon the material world. You can, Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can unlimit yourself by lifting the cloak of the material world from your focus. The mesh. The yeah. net. Mm-hmm. The uh-huh. Literal cloak. <laughs> Music is essential for the expression of non-material ideals and energies. <sighs> Music colors our surroundings with emanations from the highest vibrational fields. It allows us to escape all limitations in our thinking and very existence. Surround yourself in music and allow it to stimulate your own creative thinking and to spark new ideas. Flow with the music and give yourself permission to investigate and experiment with putting your creative ideas into action. Enjoy being limitless. I mean, that was so specific. Yeah. So specific. Yeah. yeah. It's Very, hard not to see the yes. answer. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Various meanings of this card play music, sing, dance, draw, paint, write, or do something creative. The pulse or rhythm. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too the rhythm of life. Study or change to a career that gives you creative freedom. Take mm-hmm. a creative class, invest in an artistic hobby, keep a journal of your creative ideas. Join a writing club or other creative support system. Wow. I mean, I always feel, and there's so many quotes of people saying that art, when you create art, is like, you're creating something that literally didn't exist before, and it was made out of love, and now it will just exist forever. Mm Mm-hmm. That is, um, okay, about Sarasvati, the Hindu goddess of the arts. Sarasvati helps us with all creative expressions, such as music, writing, dancing, and eloquent speaking. The wife of Brahma, Sarasvati prizes knowledge and... Oh, she's a witch! (laughs) I know. (laughs) 
exactly. <laughs> totally. Witch, witch, witch. Yeah. Um, uh, prizes knowledge and creative expression above material possessions. Oh my God, that's so mm, crazy. That's so witchy. That's so the question, too. Uh-huh. Her symbols include a white swan, the vena musical instrument, and a book of knowledge. She helps. Okay, book of knowledge. Jesus hello. Christ. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. She helps us focus our minds on our creative projects and not get distracted or procrastinate. Great. Wow. There you go, folks. Make more art. Yeah, you heard it here (laughs) first also. (laughs) You heard both things here first. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So we like to end every episode. Um, Well, first, how can people find you? You have a tarot card. I don't know. Plug whatever you want. Books, websites. I'm on Mm witchofthedawn.com. So all my stuff is there. And on social media, I always put, I do a lot of events and speaking stuff and Mm -hmm. public classes and rituals and stuff like that all the time. And then I have books um, on my website too. I like to help people through giving divination techniques and books Mm -hmm. and information too. And then Mm -hmm. there's a lot of free lectures on my site under my YouTube channel of literally years of data material that I share for free with people that you can listen to whenever you want. Cool. And are you on Instagram? Do you? Yeah. Instagram too. Just witch of the dawn. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, And we like to end every episode with a basic blessing. This is something we're grateful for today. I'll start. Um, I'm grateful for the Spice Girls (laughs) because I'm dressed like Baby Spice today. This is not how I normally dress, but also it kind of is. Um, But uh, I, yeah, I went to my friend Ramona's birthday party today and it was Spice Girls themed. And I, she, the Spice Girls were like the first, I think, public, uh, like, celebration of female friendship. Mm. And it was so important for me as a little girl and I'm, I'm grateful for them. Mm. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Friendship is magic. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful for the first thing that popped in my head. She happens to be in the room. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> my sister Angie, Aww. who you guys have heard so much about throughout the episodes. Um, I'm so grateful for her in my life. <laughs> she's she's happy to hear that. <laughs> I'm going to go big like a typical Sagittarius (laughs) and say that I am grateful for the never ending pulse of life that Mm. fills every moment and every breath that you experience. So if you are aware of it, it will lift you even in your darkest moments because you're still breathing. Mm -hmm. Love that. Mm. (laughs) Pretty basic. Yeah. Yeah. No, but also huge. (laughs) Huge. Yeah. Thank Mm. you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. This is so fun. Hell yeah. 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 Yeah.